Hi, this is Taylor Stuber. And this is Sean Smith-Gall. We are both clinical pharmacists and faculty members at Auburn University, Harrison School of Pharmacy, and we are your hosts for the Postgraduate Pharmacists. We focus on all topics related to postgraduate training. From current events to advice, we bring you, the listener, up-to-date content related to postgraduate training. New episodes are released every other Monday, so don't forget to like or subscribe. You can also follow us on social media at The Postgraduate Pharmacist. By now, most students are at least a few weeks into their APPE rotations, or they might be enjoying their summers and intermittently completing IPPE rotations. Either way, it's never too early to start thinking about interviews. I've noticed recently on some social media platforms, especially Twitter, there's been some advice about preparing for interviews during rotations circulating, specifically related to situational questions. So we wanted to go ahead and dedicate this episode to talking about that. Absolutely, Taylor. It might seem strange to think about interviews this far in advance. However, there are some small things you can do that can pay large dividends in the long run. So, Sean, what's even the point of talking about interviews right now? Well, it's like you said earlier, situational questions. In my opinion, the most complex and difficult questions to answer in an interview setting and the ones that really show if you are not prepared, the situational questions. Examples being, tell me about a difficult situation you encountered with a doctor. How did it end? Tell me about one hardship you faced during a clinical rotation and how you handled it. Describe a time when you were overwhelmed and how you overcame it. So some, if not all, will involve your experiences during rotation. And since you are experiencing rotations right now, it's time to start collecting these. So Taylor, with that in mind, as students experience these things, what should they do? I think the first thing is to reflect on the situation after each encounter, have some insight, some self-assessment, ask preceptors for feedback. Think about what you did well and what you could have done differently. So after you've reflected on those situations, write them down. I think keeping a log of these things is going to be extremely helpful in the long run because now you can write down all the details and you can remember them better. And the more details you write down, the better. You can write down how you handled it. You can even do specifics like the medications that were involved, the specific setting and things like that. It's never going to be as fresh as when you experience it in the moment. So take that extra time at the end of the day, maybe at the end of the week, write those things down. This is important because when you get asked about these types of situational questions, like you mentioned, hopefully you can refer back to these experiences and apply them during the interview. So with the prep work up front now, you can review these things right before the interview and it's going to be much easier for you to feel good and be authentic about your responses. All right, moving on. Sean, I know this is your favorite topic, so I wanted to make sure I asked this question to you. But when I'm talking about writing these responses down and using them for interviews, I know we talk a lot about the STAR method. So can you explain a little bit about what the STAR method is and how students should be thinking about the STAR method in the context of situations and interviews. So the STAR, STAR stands for Situation, 
task, action, and result. There's also start, which the last T stands for takeaway. So it's a useful way to describe a situation without rambling, losing focus, or tangenting. So where you talk so long, you talk in a circle, and you get to a point, and you're like, ah, did I say something? I think I talked long enough. I can stop. This allows you to make sure you say, well, I said what I needed to say. I said it in a well-formatted way, and it made sense. An example of this for situation. With situation, you want to describe the situation and when it took place. So during my infectious disease rotation at St. Stube Hospital, I had a disagreement with one of the residents. For task, you want to explain the task and goal. So continuing that example, we were managing a patient with infectious endocarditis and our goal was to resolve the infection. I thought vancomycin based on the microbiology report would be best especially with concerns for pneumonia, but the resident thought daptomycin would be better. Action is how you resolved it. And so to resolve this, I asked the resident if we could speak about the patient further. I explained my concerns for daptomycin and how it's inactivated in the lungs, so we would most likely not treat the pneumonia. I was able to educate the resident on the drug-disease interaction. And then you can end with result, for example, We ended up resolving the issue and prescribing vancomycin, so very short and sweet. So in that situation, we gave the full what happened, what you learned from it, the takeaways, without taking a lot of time. Now, if we were to add a takeaway to that and use the start method, you could say, I learned that there is a time and place to discuss disagreements. I also learned that I had to speak up, and if I hadn't spoken up, then we would have either mistreated the patient or caused a delay in quality patient care. And then you could say, I also fell, I grew rapport with the team by doing so. That's a great explanation with example. I really liked having the start with the T, the takeaway. I always thought of the STAR method with the R also standing for resolution, which is kind of explaining what you've taken away from that situation. So how do you apply that to future situations and How have you applied it to different situations since then? So I think that shows a a great deal of self-reflection and growth in a candidate, which will be something that programs will be looking for. Yeah, I agree. I think you should always do it with the takeaway at the end, or like you said, resolution, where it's that growth. And Sean, I think even having a worksheet or journal or log of some sort where you write down these situations, as I mentioned previously, in this format, that can help in the future during interviews. All right, let's let's practice your um, interviewing skills, Taylor. Let's practice your question asking skills <laughs> and question answering skills. So uh, why don't you start us off? All right, excited for another round of PGP trivia. PGP trivia. My question, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, you kind of stumped me on a Taylor Swift <laughs> question. Yeah, I remember. So my question is kind of related which singer's real name is stephanie joanne angelina germanata stephanie joanne angelina germanata correct jeez that's a mouthful um who sings poker face poker face you mean lady gaga 
I'll go with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is correct. All right, Taylor. So I have a, this is like the last time I ask you a question. I asked you some preliminary questions. So are you a Mac person? No, I'm a PC person. You're a PC. All right, that won't change whether or not you can answer this. The first Apple product I remember was those colorful iMac desktop computers. I remember it was like fourth or fifth grade. We got a new school and we had those brand new iMac G3 computers with the clear plastic shells to them that were all colorful. So I still remember playing Nanosaur on that computer. I also remember how colorful those computers were. And so at the end of its life cycle, the iMac G3 came in 13 colors. What was the original color of the iMac G3? I have a guess. And when you were describing those computers... I remember my friend having one and we'd go over there and play on it sometimes. But I remember those computers and this could be completely wrong, but I just remember that computer being red. So I'm going to say red. Red? Okay. I think the color you were thinking of was strawberry, which was the uh, second generation color. The first generation color came in Bondi blue. They were all Bondi blue until a couple of years. I don't know how long later, but then they came out with all these flavorful names. They came out with grape, tangerine, blueberry, lime, and strawberry. Bondi blue. Bondi blue. So there's a little bit of gooey nostalgia for you. Let's move back to some of these questions. Yes. So is there anything else students can do to prepare for interviews in the meantime? Well, I don't think it's ever too early to start practicing. So in our elective that we host for second and third year pharmacy students, we actually have students go ahead and practice interviews. And they actually use our career services to set up a mock interview and they practice their interviews, their skills, and they actually record themselves doing it. So it's never too early to start working on that. If you have access to a career services center at your institution, go ahead and sign up for it. It doesn't hurt. What do you got to lose? It's um, good to practice now and think about those things that come up. You can practice with your preceptors or your friends. Ask them for tips. See what advice they have to offer for preparing for interviews and see if they have any practical knowledge. And then I think lastly, just Read about the types of questions that you might see, which kind of alludes to my last question. Are there examples students can find somewhere for different types of situational questions? Yes, there are lists and PDFs online that you can find specifically to like pharmacy residencies and pharmacy residency questions. We'll link some of those in the show notes. Professional organizations like ASHP will have examples of questions that are asked. And there's also other online resources that you can find if you Google questions or residency type questions. It's always good if you have preceptors too that are involved with residencies, uh, you could ask them what are some questions they like to ask. As long as it's not like you're not going to interview for their program or something like that, or just in general, faculty might be helpful in saying what kind of questions did they get asked when they were going through residency, what questions stumped them that can help you out. So definitely can find plenty of questions that you can practice with. 
like you said, the internet is your friend in this situation. So there's lots of things online. I also was just, it just made me remember other professional meetings that you go to, such as uh, the American College of Clinical Pharmacy. That's one that I go to every year, their annual meetings in the fall. And one of the practice and research networks that I'm involved with, the Education and Training PRN, actually hosts a mock interview session for students. So you have preceptors and program directors that will host mock interviews for students to practice. So those types of opportunities I would also just look into, and they have a lot of resources available through different organizations as well. Yeah. And you could probably even take these lists of questions and share them with career. Like if you have career services that offers mock interviews at your institution, then you might be able to work with them and say, here's a list of questions that I struggle with or that I would like to practice answering and give them like some of these lists of situational type questions and just see how you do in an interview in that setting. They might ask questions that are geared towards just a general career. And so they might not get into some of the nuances you might see during your residency interview process. So Sean, any last minute tips or advice that you want to say for our listeners? Yeah, I would say take this very seriously. When I interviewed for my first interview, I did not take this seriously, or I didn't look into these situational questions ahead of time. And it, it made it really difficult on that interview to come up with answers, quality answers, and to think through some of those things. I remember most of my answers, I just had to make up things because I couldn't think fast enough of real situations. So I just had to kind of pull together fragmented situations that I could think of. And it just, I, I felt the interview went really poorly. So I would really take this seriously and practice these and go through these like we suggested today. If you want to continue to hear up-to-date topics from us and our guests, please like and subscribe. Remember, you can listen to us on all major podcast apps, and don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode in the description below.